dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rose. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs were the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Super Bowl Sunday, Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev, You Can't Make This Up Podcast, episode 182, bro, just one week ago, we were sitting in these seats, yeah man, and what made it so weird is because normally we tape the pod super early, right, on a Sunday, but the way I watched Power was acting up, <laughs> right, so I was able to get Power streaming later, so I watched the episode, then we taped the pod at one o'clock, yeah, and hadn't done that in months. Hadn't done that in months. months. And normally, once we're done with the pod, we're like, all right, bro, da da da. And we go on our way. Yeah. We edited it down. We was just shooting the shit. Yeah. And then we got the unfortunate news about Kobe Bryant. Yeah, we were sitting right here in this very spot. I've been thinking about that all week. Just like, you know, the powers that be, you know, sometimes, like most cases at one o'clock, we'd have been at home texting each other, like, damn, another Sunday. We've had Sunday stories pop. That we've been done with the pod and like, man, we done missed it. Got to talk about it the following week. Right. So for it to kind of be that random time we need to do at one o'clock and it both fit our schedules and it, everything just kind of worked on that end. And to be sitting here, I, I just remember we were wrapping up, kind of just hanging out and my phone vibrated. I looked down. It was TMZ. Kobe Bryant, you know, died. Helicopter crash. I'm crazy. My mouth dropped. And I remember hearing you say, what up? But I couldn't talk to you yet. I was still processing. Like, what I, I had to read it a few times. Like, am I reading? I didn't even open the alert. Just left the alert there. Like, and then you was like, "What? And like, what's up?" And I'm t- I'm telling you. And then I just remember seeing your face. You know, your then your, then your mouth dropped. You know, and then we both instantly had to call. Like, I called the wife, see if she heard it. I called Smoke out in L.A., seeing if he heard about. It. Like, it was so fresh that everybody receiving the news from us. Yeah. You know, we were breaking news to our family just because right. of how fast it was happening. So I can only imagine, you know, every person in Kobe Bean Bryant family ain't get that information right. You know, they got it from TMZ like we did. Right. So I can only imagine the, the heartbreak, the other families involved. They got cousins, aunties, grandmas, friends, coworkers as well, you know. So it just was a lot to process, you know, at that time. And, you know, it was a... A moment that I'll never forget, you know, unfortunately. Absolutely, man. You know, from my perspective, when you were looking at it before you told me, I thought like you would hit on the Powerball. You yeah. hit big time on DraftKings. It, I was it was like, that kind of face. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. It's like, <laughs> then I was like, everything okay? So then I'll go to the fan. Everything yeah. cool? And, and then you show me, and it's like, what's going on, man? Yeah. Like, this can't be. It did not feel real. I mean, me and you spent, from that moment, I feel like we spent an extra two hours in this building going from studio to studio, listening to AM, listening to, you know, whatever we could find, trying to find solid info about right. this. And then, sure enough, it started floating. But, like, I wasn't in no rush to leave. I wasn't in no, I wanted to sit here and, like, consume it with somebody because that was, you know, like you say, I was not – I. I can admittedly say I have never been a Kobe Bryant fan. Right. We talked I, about Kobe on that pod. Yeah, but I have damn sure been a fan of the basketball that he created. Yeah. You know, I'm a fan of seeing somebody dog a whole team, you know, 
they just showed that Toronto game a few you know times this 81. week. And I, I found myself, I I couldn't watch the whole game at once. I watched, like, the first, second quarter one day. A few days later, I saw it come on again. I watched the second half, you know. And it was just just certain, seeing all these videos on YouTube, it just, it still don't feel like Kobe. Like, it's, I never knew him, so I, it don't feel like he gone, but it feel like he gone. You yeah. know, it feel like, you know, a huge part of sports, a huge part of this world, you know, for him to touch the world, you know, you could say Kobe in most countries and people going to know you're talking about. Absolutely. So, when people start going by one name, you yeah, know exactly who they're talking around about. Around the world, man. So it's just sad. It's sad to be, you know, to, to witness this. It's sad to, you know, read the stories of what should have, could have, would have happened if this pilot made A, B, or C decision, you know. And you're reading all these, you know, stories of I read something that he was 20 or 30 feet away from clearing it. I read stories that, you know, he kind of – should have relied on his instruments more than, you know, just all these things. But also, he was a pilot that everybody wanted. Yeah. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was a frequent flyer with this pilot. So it's just a lot to consume. In the it's week. a lot to process, man. It's, it's been sad. a long week. Yeah. It's been a heavy week. And it was only right with a situation like this that came out of nowhere that reminds us, man, this thing we call life is short. And For we don't anybody. know. We yeah. don't know when it's going to end and the importance of having life insurance and having a plan in place just in case something happens. You know, we don't want these things to happen, but this is the reality. So it was only right to yeah. call up state famous DJ Opeasy. Yeah. That's what he used to go by. But uh, nine to five, he goes by Otis Parker the third, State Farm. So let's jump into that interview <laughs> with OPZ right now. Yes, sir. Mr. Washington. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and Mr. Stanford. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hyped for this early morning pie uh, with the good brother, state famous DJ OPZ. Behind the good curtain, morning, my brother. <laughs> yeah, man. Good morning to you, man. Behind the curtain, real quick. So since we uh do a couple phoner pies every once in a while, I always have difficulty dialing yeah. up the person we gonna interview. But I got it on one take. Uh, yeah, yeah. One take, wonder. Okay. <laughs> one, one take, Washington. You're right. Go by now, okay? You All already right. know. You already know. So, bro, we wanted to talk to you about the importance of having life insurance. And since that is your main business outside of being a DJ, yeah. man, we wanted to uh, talk to the people about that, man. So can you just break down the whole process a little bit for us? Yeah, absolutely, man, and, and I, I appreciate this opportunity to talk about it for a few minutes. I mean, you guys always do important stuff on on your platform, so just you know, thanks for the opportunity and and, and the people. You know, I'm, I'm sure they're thankful for it too. But life insurance is really a simple process, and and I tell people, man, um, it, it, it's so many myths about the process or about what it does or what it doesn't do. Man, I, I, I sat with a couple for about 15 minutes and canvassed the basic idea of what it is. And the, that 15 to 20 minutes, it could change uh, folks' lives, you know, tremendously, man. But, but pretty much it's just an opportunity for folks to find out what's important to them and what they would want to have happen in the event that, that, uh, that a loved one doesn't make a home, you know, at night. Um, we just kind of talk a little bit about, you know, what responsibilities are on the table that, that you help out your family with and kind of come up with a comprehensive plan on how much, um, usually just a light screening on what type of, you know, health, health matters a person may or may not deal with. And then from that point, it's just about figuring out how much, how much money you're going to spend, how much, how many ducks <laughs> yeah. it's going to take to get it done. But that's, that's really it, man. It, you know, really spending literally, bro, about 10 to 15 minutes. Um, to, to potentially, you know, change your family's life if something happens. 
Yeah, and that to me that that's and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that seems to be a very hard topic for people to want to travel down when they still got life to live. You know, it seems to be yeah. a uh, a topic that just doesn't want to get crossed, doesn't want to get touched. I'll deal with that when I get older. I'll deal with that. Right. And, and some people don't make it to older. You know, so yeah, let's talk but, about and yeah. I, and I didn't even know this. I I've been with State Farm. In my youth, my mom was with State Farm, so my first, you know, car insurance was with State Farm. But talk about some of the services that are offered with State Farm outside of just auto insurance. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And and I think uh, people, I always, say, I always see these folks killer. I always say, you know, we're not your grandma's State Farm. It's like, you know, we're so much more uh, nowadays in, in, in the, the transition of the times of what we were in the past. And I mean, you know, obviously car homes, that's our bread and butter, and that's how we built our brand. But, um, you know, we are in the life insurance space and have been for, you know, over 80 years. Uh, we, we also spend some space in, or occupy some space in the bank arena. So a lot of people don't know that State Farm is a bank. So we finance people's cars. We finance people's homes. Uh, and then lastly, we, we help people out with retirement solutions as well. So, you know, trying to help them get to their dreams, which is like, hey, I'm trying to retire out this piece. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So how are we getting? How are we getting there? You know, because the 401k, that that's a part of the puzzle. But you know, statistics show that you know your 401k alone may not be enough to to take care of what you need in retirement. So we help out with traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, which is basically just another opportunity to put some money in the market and save up for retirement. Yeah. So, yeah. What are some of the myths about life insurance that you run into? The first one, big bro, is that it's expensive and it's not. You know, <laughs> uh, it, 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 one of those one of those things is that you know this is there's this exorbitant amount of money that has to be spent to get something. Um, now, a person, you know, you can you can spend a, a pretty good coin on life insurance, but I mean, we literally have entry points for folks that are as low as fifteen, twenty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Um, also, another big myth is that. You could get it at any kind of what Killer had alluded to just a moment ago is that oh man I'll get it a little bit later or I'll, I'll get it you know when I'm close to dying and that's the exact time not to do it right. because life insurance is predicated on age and health so the younger you are and the healthier you are the cheaper it is I always tell people it's like man how, how, tell me how this makes sense you, you know an insurance company is willing to exchange. Uh, a, a 20 spot or, or a 50 spot or a 100 spot for hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you do, if you multiply that by 50 people, that company's doing some pretty damn bad business. If they right. <laughs> who were giving you hundreds of thousands of dollars for you know this very small amount of money. Now again, they're willing to do that if you're young, if you're healthy, if they have a time. Because insurance companies know it's never going to be a fair trade off, but they have to reasonably feel like it's a good partnership, right? So they're right. like, okay. If if Kev Washington is going to be alive for the next twenty or thirty years, yeah, that seems like a good investment. Or the next, you know, forty years. But if Kev's on his dying bed and his arm getting ready to fall off, you think they're going to, they're going to sign up to give you a hundred thousand dollars and you die in two weeks? Like, nah, that that really makes sense. Right. So life insurance is truly predicated on you know you being in good health or as close to good health as possible. And the younger you are, the the, the cheaper it is. Yeah, and uh, I want to talk to you just real quick, man, about the. The great Kobe Bryant, man, I wanted to hear your thoughts oh on it, just God. to hear, you know, just people people don't realize how short life can be. And and I know man. you deal with having to sell, you know, your, your, so someone's life. You have to tell them how important yeah. it is to have life insurance, to be able to 
not have a burden on your family when it's time for burial, yeah. not have a burden on your family when it's time for these expenses to be talked about because life's going to yeah. still roll on for some people that's still here. But just talk Indeed. about, you know, the, the Kobe, man. That was just a shock to me. Me and Kev were sitting right here when the news oh broke out. God. So I'll never forget that moment of the day in my life. But just want to hear your thoughts. I was just about to say, bro, that, that, you know, there are a few moments in your life where you, you could just pinpoint exactly where you were when yeah. something happened. And that that took the air out of, out of our house, man. That that was, a, that was a blow. Like, I knew that, man. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I think about when... When you know, and K K Dub, uh, you probably can attest to this too. Like just kind of knowing where you were at, what you were doing when when the planes hit the building. Yeah, uh, you know, we were at, at, at school, um, but like that Kobe one, that really, you know, that that hit me like Nipsey. You know, mm-hmm. that hit me like you know, like a relative, like I knew him, and um, totally unexpected. And 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 I think it, it it hit a little different too because I'm a parent now and. Mm-hmm. Kobe's in my 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 peer group as far as age goes, you know. So it just all of those factors rolled into one. That, I, I think that you know the sports world lost a tremendous figure and icon. You know, even if you didn't play basketball, you just approach life with the Mamba mentality in a lot of cases. Um, but I think it, even bigger than it just being a, a basketball and sports community loss, it was a loss for the entire world. And I think we're seeing that as an outpouring. Um, you know, Nazare, you know, she was giving Jack a nap and, you know, I was just, you know, usually when they lay down, I'm like, okay, yeah, hell yeah, I can do some stuff. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm, I'm, you know, in, you know, in my zone doing my thing and just kind of chilling. And then she text messaged me with the TMZ. You know, I kind of, I ain't really been fooling with TMZ since how they did T.I. sister a little while back. Right. You know what I mean? With the, so, you know, I, just the salaciousness, but the motherfuckers don't miss, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They be right a lot of the times too, so. Uh, she text messaged me that and, and said, um, uh, you know, Kobe Bryant passed. And I said, oh, my God. I said, what? You know, I don't believe it. You know, and then TMZ didn't. Then I see who posted the article. And I'm like, as much as I hate them, they ain't been wrong in about four years. So, you know, it was like, all right, went to the net, searched around, nothing came up because it was that fresh. And then yeah. waited about 10 minutes, and then it started coming crazy. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, to that point, and then to your point, Kev, about this, Having a plan in place for your loved ones behind. Um, think, I mean, think about it. We we create our bills. We create our lifestyle based on our our life partner and us splitting the splitting the bills. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We 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 think about what we're trying to reach as a goal as a team. In most cases, with our with our partner or significant other, and um, to just think that one half of that income or one half of that that piece of the puzzle just you know, after you get your, after you get your, your, your one time your salary, your two times your salary at work, that's it. You know, but mm-hmm. you got young kids, or you trying to start a family, or you, or you only three, four years into that mortgage, man. What you know, what does that look like for the person that's behind? So that that's why it, you know, taking a few minutes, fifteen, twenty minutes, half hour, and planning and just having something in place, it can greatly change the trajectory of your life and your family's life. You know, the Rockefellers they made their whole empire on somebody's. Uh, their their granddaddy's death benefit, you know what I mean? It's just, you know, just taking a few minutes can greatly change, you know, a family's life and trajectory, man. Yeah. And uh, I know I introduced you as State Famous DJ Opeasy, but uh, please take the time <laughs> to uh, tell the people where they can get great information at your 9 to 5. Tell them, tell them yeah. the real info that they need to know. Absolutely, bro. Well, you know, the, my my passion really is both, you know, just helping people, 
um, have a good time. So that 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 DJ OPZ yeah. thing has really been a great transition into my professional career. And then, but you know my my passion, my you know the one that that pays the bills and keeps a brother with the medical cover. <laughs> yeah. that, that State Farm. That's a fun swag, but I, I could be reached a couple of different ways. Obviously, through my social media platform um, uh, on Facebook as Otis Parker uh, the third P A R K E R the, the Roman numeral three um, uh, or Instagram DJ O P Z. I, I feel professional calls in that space as well, uh, but definitely through the State Farm, you could catch me at Otis O D I S uh, at Otis the Agent dot uh, com, which is the email, or www dot uh, Otis the Agent dot com uh which is my state farm uh redirect it'll redirect you right to a state farm page um and then you can ask information about a quote uh shoot me an email and i you know I, i'm some that's monitored pretty much 24 7 so yeah man from the situation we had in the oregon district to this oh kobe situation uh that's just a reminder man you never know and i think that yeah. that's that's the important thing and the important message you want to get across to everybody, like, you don't know, man. Like, you plan on being here for a long mm-hmm. time. Everybody wants yeah. to be here, but you just don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, with people going out to have a good time in Oregon and then something happened, uh, a helicopter with Kobe, like, we just don't know. And to keep it real, you know, we're not Kobe Bryant. We ain't got the the coins that Kobe had, you right, know. Right. So, man. you know, man. not to be dipping into what his family's going to be dealing with because they're going to be dealing with, this long, long after, you know, mentally, but yeah. financially, they straight. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. the everyday person, you know, they're going to have to deal with the financial end and the the mental end of it. And that's yeah. why having a plan in place is so important. Mm-hmm. I wanted to touch on the uh, the the retirement piece, though, because yeah. you, you, have, you guys have plans with retirement that is also tied into life insurance as well, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, um, so most of the time, a lot of people don't know that um, you have uh, you have a life you actually have life insurance policies that that put money into a, a market type of environment, so people can basically have the covering or the assurance of life insurance, and then um, at the end of a of a, a predetermined term, they get a lump sum of money back that people use to uh, offset retirement or. Uh, pay off a, a larger debt on its back end, you know, so they may have, you know, a su- substantial amount of money that they can use to pay off the remaining balance of their mortgage or drop that into an annuity. Um, and then obviously uh, a person, once they have created enough within a, a, a IRA or retirement environment, then they can basically systematically use some of that uh, to go to supplement their income in retirement or in the event that they pass away those retirement accounts have a beneficiary. So it kind of works as twofold where um, if a person is aggressively maxing out their retirement account each year, um, then they'll have a a large enough deposit at the end of that to, again, supplement retirement. Or if something happens in the interim, then their loved one can use that for their their benefits. So, again, those are what we would consider a little bit more of your living benefits and taking care of business um, on the professional side of things. But you are able to do that through the Roth IRA structure, and again, we do have what they would call universal life insurance or uh, uh, return of premium life insurance. One of my very smart brothers in that room has taken advantage of that. I will not, oh, you should have seen that man here. He was raising the roof. Raise the roof. He was cashing out. He was, he, you should have seen him in here. One of my, 
<laughs> one of my very smart brothers out there who, who has a good sense and is an ear to the people has taken advantage of that. But yeah, um, that's the that's the part that I actually like to focus on too, bro. Is that you know that that life insurance and retirement have living benefits. Is that it's not always focusing on the the, the, the death aspect. I, I know nobody really wakes up and wants to have a cup of coffee and say, hey, you know, want to talk about when you when you're dying? Like, right. no, that's not. You know, I, I don't even approach it from that angle. It, it does have living benefits and. That's what we use that Roth IRA vehicle for. That's what we use that return of premium vehicle for. That's what we use that um, universal life vehicle for, which are all kind of in that life insurance family, but but have living benefits if you live a while, but also in in the event, <coughs> excuse, <coughs> excuse me, uh, in the event that you have an untimely transition, then you know your family is able to supplement their income with that. Absolutely, and uh, once again, this is not very expensive, man, because you know I'm. I waste my money on tons of stuff. You know, I got I got Netflix, I got Hulu, I got Apple Music. I got so many things that's ringing up every month that I'm just giving money away to left and right, not to mention buying shoes for no reason. You know, we waste our money on tons of different things. And to, yeah. you know, put in a couple dollars a month for life insurance, for something that's going to help your family out if something happens and help yourself out when you want to retire. Because I'll keep it real, man. Like whenever I get my 401k statement in the mail, it's tragic. It's like, bro, really? Right. This is it? Right. Because this is not going to make it. <laughs> and I think I think people really have to take a step back too, bro, and, and think about it. It's like you know, you're <clears throat> excuse me, a person's you know 30s and 40s. Those are the prime years of trying to put away as much as you can. It's a lot harder to try to make up that ground. You know, the the later life goes on. So, you know, I mean, it's not impossible, but you just have to put up so much more aggressively. So, you know, slow and steady wins the race, man. And and uh, we, I have an antidote that I tell folks. It's like, man, take a look at your total annual income and life insurance is usually going to end up costing you anywhere from like 1% to 4% of what you make in a year. You know what I mean? So you're telling me you can't spend... One to four percent on what you make a full year to make sure your family's okay. I mean, you know, go home and look your wife in the face. Go home, look your kids in the face, and tell me you can't figure out a way to, so you know. But you know, we know people that got got money for you know they beer habit, or you know, yeah. people got money for like like you said their shoes and things. And I don't I don't knock people for that because we got to have those things to balance life out. But um, you know, and make 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 things tolerable at times. It's like, man, you know, sometimes me going to get a dinner plate to keep me off of somebody's head. So, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, cool, do that. Or buy your shoes. But, you know, please don't don't not take my phone call or, or be dodging me about this life insurance. You got three kids. It's like, come on, man. Like, you know, mm-hmm. what, what did that really look like? And uh, it, it's so much less of a financial commitment that, that people really realize if they just, you know, they give their insurance professional the time of day or, listen to that cousin that that's you know that's selling life insurance and just you know give them an ear man because it, it could be the difference between your family being okay or your family having to shut shut everything down and trying to figure out where their next meal coming from and, and i'm sure you know that's that that's something that you don't want you know even on the other side you don't want to be thinking about you know what kind of situation you left your family in right yeah man i'm uh i'm, I'm proud of you for the for the for the person you have became i i, I remember I met oh really solid in his enterprise days and 
to, to have a conversation about a 730 them, phone call. Them cars, baby, written them cars. <laughs> to have a conversation with this man about call me at 730 would have been sketchy. So <laughs> so I'm uh, very, very, very proud of the uh, oh. of the early early bird that you now are. <laughs> you, hey, you've well, been... I, 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 have my, I, I pulled my killer cab. I, I don't get up quite at 530 <laughs> so I can watch power. I <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I uh, I get up early enough and and I have a coffee and you know I, I'll be like you know what 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 what, what my, my Kevin's do because yeah. I know both of y'all are y'all are morning people I'd be so tickled because because uh, y'all know y'all are a part of my day at this point it, it cracks me up because every time I talk to Killer Killer's like man I ain't talked to you in a little bit this that and the third I'm like shoot I feel like I talk to y'all every day <laughs> <laughs> I, I you know but but to the point of you know you guys being morning people you you. Killer, obviously, because of your kids and knowing. I, I understand what you mean. Where you know, hey, quiet time and me being able to get a few things done. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, uh, Killer or K Dub, just you know, getting up, you know, with the radio commitments and just being a morning guy. He'd be like, man, I went to bed at eight o'clock. I'd be like, how does this brother do this? Like, you know, <laughs> but, but, Shut it down. But uh, right, right, right. So I, I, I appreciate those sentiments because you know I am a very different man today than what I was those years ago. Killer, I, I, I used to not get going till about 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah. You know, so. I, I'll be the early bird in there waiting for you to come on in so I can holler at you. So <laughs> remember those days quite well, man. Uh, once again, just share your uh, State Farm info. With people, A lot of people like to don't – this is a perfect opportunity for someone who don't like to you know, necessarily feel the pressure of calling an agent they don't know or calling somebody and, yeah. and, and, and getting unwanted emails back and starting that conversation. This is, a, I'm telling you, this is a 100 person, man. He's going to keep it 100 with you. He's going he gonna to give yeah. you straight, solid facts that are important in your life. I feel like sharing that info is important for our listeners, man. So give them one more time Absolutely. how to contact thank you with any for, questions. Just thank you again for the, for the platform, fellas. My office phone number is 740-927-9111. Easy to remember. Uh, again, the website, www.otistheagent.com. Email address is otis at otistheagent.com. Um, you know, easy to find on Google, um, the State Farm, Otis Parker, that's Otis with a D. If you accidentally spell it with a T, it'll still get you to me online. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all about it 24-7, man. Reach out through the social media, uh, Otis Parker the third. Uh, we have a State Farm page on Facebook as well, uh, Otis Parker State Farm Insurance. Um, reach out to me through one of these brothers. They'll pass my, my personal cell phone number to you, just Whatever, man. Yeah. I, um, life insurance can be done over the phone, uh, through email conversations. I can get up with you through fax, whatever you need, baby. Right. You know, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm really, you know, it's that important to me in our community. Uh, we're getting better. We're headed in the right direction. But, I, you know, I wake up in, in moments like Mr. Dean Bryant and, and many others that tells me I still got work to do. Yes, sir. Facts. And uh, just three real quick things. One thing I really want to yeah. stress to people is – the uh the medical situation it is super True. easy super easy it's yeah. not like yeah. it you know in our community we have a problem with going to the doctor like we got a job that covers insurance but we still go go get our checkups and everything like that we forking out right. the money every paycheck but we still don't go right. the process of right. getting life insurance through the medical is super easy it's nothing to worry about ain't nobody poking and prodding you and everything like that you handle that right. business and you will be taken care of. The last two things, last two things for you. Oh, who shot Ghost? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
So, uh, you know, me and my wife, we, we've tried to dissect this thing about 10 times over, man. It, it, it's got to be Tasha. It, it has to be Tasha because that's left. But mom's got this wild card idea that it's Ramona. And I don't know how it would be Ramona, but it, I don't because she's not one of the last three people that they put in the frame. It'd be too easy to think that it was Tariq. Everything felt like it was Tariq, but it would just be too easy with, with two episodes left. So, final vote, I'm going with Tasha, but my mom, she threw this weird outline. <laughs> got you thinking now. <laughs> got you rewatching all gotta, six seasons. I got to be, be on record saying that, Mama, you might be on to something. The only reason she said Ramona, because Ramona was in the, in the, 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 um, uh, in the, the club truth with when Paz had popped up in there and Paz was telling her some stuff. I, and, and she never, we never really seen what type of interaction her and Ghost had. And then, you know, Tate threw that old wild line out there at the end of his episode. <laughs> about, uh, whenever you see, whenever they interview you or see you now, they're going to ask you about it, you know, about them and they love life or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, she could, she could want to take him out, you know what I mean? To, for, for the type of person that he had been. So I don't know. That that was a weird, my mom and dad, they, you know, they call themselves experts. Like, man, you started watching <laughs> Uh, power, what are you talking about? Watch it with a slant. I'm going with Tasha. Okay. Last one, last one, man. Super Bowl pick. Super Bowl is tonight. Who you got? Man, I, I would love to see my homeboy pull it in, but I don't know, man. I just feel like San Francisco, they they they, uh, they got it going. They've been winning a, in a multitude of different ways. I mean, it's scary how much offense KC can put out there in, in a certain amount of time, and I think I would prefer to see, you know, Mahomes and, and, and Andy Reid get it done. But uh, I don't know. Shanahan, man, he's just been cooking up. He's been cooking up meals to order lately, man. It's, he's been dialing up pretty much, you know, however he needs to win a game. Yeah. You know, like, that was impressive. They, they ran the ball literally down them cats' throat that yeah. last game. Like, Jimmy G threw, what, less than 10 passes? Power yeah. football never yeah. fails, dog. Yeah. Bruh, I don't know. Without, I can't let y'all go without y'all's predictions. So I want to hear these on air, man. I know y'all probably <laughs> tonight, but I, I, I want to hear it. I'm much like you, man. I am rooting for Kansas City with Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Went to my high school, so I'm pulling for them big time. But I just think defense wins championships, man. The way San Francisco can, can lock you up is in that power run game, man. So, unfortunately, I think San Francisco is going to win, but I'm definitely rooting for yeah. KC. I'm straight yeah. solid, just KC. I feel like the, okay. I feel like I feel like Kansas City's offense. Um, when you lay it out, you know Tyree, Mr. Cleveland Heights, you know the yeah. running game, Sammy Watkins, hell of a yeah. coach. I just feel like they can keep it high powered enough to where they can outscore anybody. So that's what I'm. That's what yeah. I'm going for. I'm going for the outscore. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Out school. I just hope. I just hope. I just hope it's a high scoring, good game. Yeah. I hope the Super Bowl commercials are good. You know, I just entertain you know, I me. Yeah, be. yeah. Right, right, right. Hey, it, it, they it, like one for four in that regard in the last couple. So. Yeah, yeah man. I really wanted to see a good game, and then you know whatever happens, happens. But uh, but no, that's what's up. I can And before I let y'all go, I, like I said, man, y'all are a huge part of my day, my week, man. I love what y'all doing. I love y'all consistency. I count on y'all. Y'all be coming through for me, man. I, I love the addition of A. Dizzle. He's in the his building. He's, he's taking notes. His, 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 his year, his year wrap-up list was trash. <laughs> 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 I, 
other than that, he's very, very, very entertaining as well. And uh, I just appreciate what y'all are doing for the community, to, you know, doing for, doing what y'all love in the, in the shows, man. And y'all are, you know, y'all are my brothers. So, I mean, it's, it's bigger than that. You know, we talk through text every few days, yeah. but, you know, on the professional side, I, I look forward to hearing y'all and y'all are, y'all, y'all get me through the week. So thank y'all for all y'all do on top of just having a platform to do cool stuff like this, talk about what I do, but. You know, even if I didn't have that opportunity, y'all, y'all are y'all are dope individuals, man. Appreciate you, man. Enjoy the rest of your day, bro. Yeah, I might go back to sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> you might got 35, 40 minutes before you head to church, right? I know. Get, get, catch me and do a little, little nap. <laughs> y'all be good, man. I'll talk to y'all later. Peace, love, bro. Boy. I right, love y'all, boys. Peace. Appreciate DJ OPZ for jumping on the pod, man. Yes, sir. Young Dizzle, he is here. He is here, man. Let's made it. Man, early. God damn. Made it. You made it. <laughs> early. How was your, how was your weekend? Uh, it's been chill. It's been chill. Cool. I was uh out with the wife folks, you know, last <laughs> night. Game night. We was playing uh, Yahtzee. Oh, um, I thought that was lit. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I didn't get to bed until about 2 in the morning, so, you know, I was yeah. a little late popping in. <laughs> what did you think about the interview with LPZ? Uh, super dope, super dope, man. I do actually appreciate when y'all bring people with actual information on the podcast because yeah. I be learning a thing or two. Yeah. Um. So now nah, I'm actually looking at life insurance now because I don't think I got life insurance, and that's definitely something that sounds like I I, I need to get a pop in, and it's only gonna cost me a little bit of money. Trust yeah. me, man. It's a it's a great benefit to have, and like I said before, the one plan that he was talking about, man, it only not only covers you for life insurance but also for retirement and that's the that's the point that really sparked my interest you know yeah, so yeah. you know we all don't want to work forever and, and then retire from our real job quote unquote and then end up having to be a walmart greeter and it's no disrespect to people that do walmart greeting right. but it's like you know some of those people have to supplement their income and that's some of the only jobs that are available to older people at that time man so you know we want to retire we want to retire yeah you yeah. know we want to be able to do whatever we want to do, fly, right. go vacation, yeah. you know, when you have kids and grandkids, you know, take them to Disney World and all those type of things. So, you know, I just think that's, like, super important. And, like, I think it's kind of like a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. It's kind of something, like, you don't really think about until later because it's not something that's brought up in our community all like that. So right. I think it's kind of like a generational thing. It's like, you know, something that was preached to me as a kid was to, to go to college. So, now, you know, when I eventually have kids, it's going to be already preached the educational part, but then also preach the retirement part. You mm-hmm. know, it's like take everything you your parents taught you, do it, add on to it, your life experiences and pass it along to your kids and so on and so forth, man. Because right. hey, those that's why I think our community is at such a disadvantage is because these types of things aren't learned behavior. I think other cultures have this as a learned behavior and they already got it. And they rolling. Exactly. I mean, you know, you look at the Arabs that come to our country, you know, they come in, open the stores like that. Oh, and everywhere. they got their kids working from the jump. And Ro- then they got when, rotating staff every six weeks. Yeah, man. And then when when dad or granddad is ready to retire, boom, son takes over the responsibility of the store mm-hmm. and just keeps on going and going. And those are the things that are, are learned behavior. And that's something that that we have to do. Yeah. I um not to get too personal, but O is one of my best friends in life, period. And uh, one thing that I always appreciated, um, me and the wife always had, you know, life insurance covered from the military aspect. We had our burial. You know, that's 
we can we can get buried at the VA. That'll be covered, not an expense for anyone. So that was always in the back pocket. And we started having kids. You know, O took the time to kind of sit down with me, share the importance of having life insurance for your kids. And uh, he helped me get started with each of my children. You know, has a gift to welcome and fatherhood gift. He helped me get started with having life insurance in place for the kids as oh. well. So, you know, you don't want to cross that path, but he made it so so smooth that, you know, now I'm at the back end of it where I appreciate if something tragic was happening to my family, you know, I know there's some things in place to help. You know what I'm saying? So Right. And, uh, you know, the kind of thing I think about is, you know, when I bring brought it up to you, Dizzle, it was like I will want somebody to tell me how important it was or even like to – you know, when once I graduated from Wright State and everything like that, O was working at Enterprise, and it's kind of in my head. I'm like, man, I wish he was working at State Farm from the jump. <laughs> exactly. Because be, he would have told me about it from the jump. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're getting somebody that you trust to tell you how important it is. Exactly. It's like when you when you see all these commercials, you know, we always have our wall up. Like, so who trying to get get over on me? Nothing, like, who yeah, trying to pull sell a scam me something on else. me? Who trying to yeah. get me for my paper? Yeah, exactly. And, and, but if you have somebody that's a stand-up guy and somebody you trust telling you about it and telling you how important it is and breaking everything down for you, then you're more adapt to giving it a shot, yeah, man. So, and, and realizing the importance of it facts. and not just reading it and moving on. Like, you know, we do with us some things. You know, we kind of take the information. You know, you look, I almost feel like we look at this as like, Somebody trying to sell us world ventures or yeah. somebody trying to sell us something. You know, like like they take that I in. already know. He I already know. <laughs> I already know. They, they this look, was man. down with the game. They they take uh, that info when I don't they even want to talk about it. They take that oh, info you're talking when, about it. <laughs> when it comes, like you be you be smiling and yesing and taking the info, but in your mind you like you're not you're not there for it. You like so a lot of people, a lot of people don't really care or not gonna take the steps that's required to take that next step with it, with that info. So I feel like insurance, we receive the info. But then we sit on it, you know, so. I ain't even going to lie. I ain't heard nothing you said since World Ventures. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, we about to go around the room. We about to go around the room. Killer, did you fall for the World Ventures? Did you get signed oh, up for the World Ventures? Never got signed up, Smart but man. I went through like five Panera meetings with oh, shit. five different people. <laughs> I got I got down with the World Ventures for about six months and this is can't, dumb. Can't get nobody on board. <laughs> Couldn't get nobody on board. They were steadily banging my oh. debit card. Like, <laughs> they, yeah, me, I'm real still quick, gonna take that fifty five bucks. Real quick, Dizzle, I, I never forget. Somebody had caught me in the prime of like my club run, so I was hitting all the clubs on the weekends. I was just heavy in it, and their selling pitch was like. Bro, you around all these people, take a time, make an announcement. That, like, you want me to, like, <laughs> essentially stop the party <laughs> and, and do a 60-second World Venture commercial about what I do? I'm like, oh, bro, shit. that would never happen in my life. Like, I would never do that. So, at Club Cream yeah. in the middle of the <laughs> One o'clock, World Venture note. Here we go. <laughs> if you want to travel anywhere, like, you know, <laughs> take a time. And, like, that wasn't going to happen. So, Sounds man. like you have a story to tell, Dizzle. Uh, I actually regret not signing up. What? Uh, so I'm the only one that was kicking out that paper? Yeah. But oh. I got yeah. <laughs> Nah, man. So my basketball coach in high school, so this was like 2000, 2009. I feel like I never heard of anything like World Ventures at this time. And then years down the line, everybody's in it under the coach. So <laughs> it, he done flipped it to us like, yo, I'll sign you guys up. You don't even got to pay nothing. But I'm going to have y'all under my wing. I'm going to teach y'all the shit. And then y'all get it popping. <laughs> that was in like 09, 2010. My, my pyramid gets bigger. Early. <laughs> so 
me and the homies that was on the basketball team didn't go through with it. We like, nah, I don't think I don't think I'm with this. I I don't know what this shit is. It looks like a pyramid scheme. It is a pyramid scheme. But if you at the top of the pyramid, like you balling, you right. good. Yeah. So years down the line, I'm seeing, you know, the basketball coach and his wife still in it, balling out, going on trips, the whole you could be here sign <laughs> in every picture. Right. I'm like, damn, they really getting it. Years down the line, people under them are still trying to recruit me and the same homies. So I'm like, bro, I'm looking at this homie like, yo, we could have we could have been at the top, man. <laughs> right. We could have been retired. I have a friend. Man. I have a friend that actually is he has he has definitely crossed the millionaire status in that company. Really? He I mean, he travels like the the Instagram. I I follow Instagram every day and he's in Brazil, then he be in Detroit. He's holding up I mean, the sign. Uh, nah, he uh, he just holds like he now he's they're flying him into these cities where they got a banquet room full of people that's either interested to sign up or the, all the all the other people below the pyramid done got him in, and he the <laughs> one that they're like promoting has this you know young thirty millionaire success he's a, story yeah, closer top top. Top tier coach is gonna come coach y'all on how to you know so like he just travel around that is the world. A, re- a regret that I have, I but can't even lie. He's he's under forty or or right around forty years old by now, and I'm telling you, man, it, I done seen this dude in Dubai like every other <laughs> week. I mean, he's everywhere all the time. It's it's, it's crazy. Man, so looking is... back, you wish you would have done it. If I was gonna give it that much effort, like I I was never gonna like take it to where that was going to be what I sell or what I push to people. Like, that was never going to be me, so I never wanted to do it Yeah. just because I knew I was just going to take my my one free trip, you know, a year <laughs> and not worry about nobody else's. So uh, that's that's why I never did. But man. I do hate to see the young. Like, I mean, he was mid-30s of a millionaire for sure. I don't know, Crazy. bro. It wasn't for me, man. It wasn't. What's this <laughs> new thing they got out that people is like, Trying to be stockbrokers. Oh, I don't know about that. Game. I'm gonna find it. I'll bring it up <laughs> to you because that's right up your alley, Dizzle. You know, I'll be trying, man. I'll be out here trying to get the get to the bag easiest ways possible. Yeah. Ain't no ain't nothing wrong with that, man. I will say this, man, about Kobe one more time, man. I was not a Kobe Bryant fan. I was a fan of like, man, I know he can hoop, but I'll just plain and simple, man. He was beating my teams. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's Always. I'm not rocking with you because you're beating my teams. <laughs> right. And I don't like it. Right. But Always respected the game. I mean, the game was there. Like, there's no question about it. So, what's your favorite Kobe memory? Man, my favorite Kobe memory is probably the last one. Mm. I mean, just in to where to know the story of you know Shaq talking his shit. I need you to drop fifty tonight. I got you. I'm gonna drop sixty. Not a problem. And really do it on your last and farewell, like the farewell tour, all the emotions, the whole, you know, season of that. And then, you know, you come in and really ball out one more time. Like that to me is just dope. Like that's how it's supposed to be. That's the how you're supposed to finish the book. But a lot of people's story don't end like that. So for it to end like that, for real, for real, that was dope. Yeah. What about you, Dizzle? Um, I wouldn't say a specific favorite memory but i would say i grew up idolizing kobe because he was the first with the nappy afro (laughs) and my hair was always nappy never like picking it out i have thick ass hair so when i did pick it out it was the the 80s thick circular fro nah kobe had the the original og i'm not gonna pick it out afro and that's what i was rocking 
Yeah. I don't have a favorite Kobe Bryant memory <laughs> because, as I previously stated, I was a Kobe hater. But I will give him his props. I will say the thing that comes to mind when I think about Kobe Bryant, the basketball player, is uh, probably— music, music video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. Uh, probably— the um the dunk on Dwight Howard like it's like one of the things that comes on like baptize yeah. that boy yeah and Dwight was was still kind of you know the man in the league he was yeah. he was he was rising star yeah he was coming up in the <laughs> league and he had to get him one time man yeah. so but I mean as far as like the Kobe situation man like you know it, it for me selfishly. I can't be like a hater anymore. Like everybody knows, like I'm hating just to be hating because yeah. you know, hey, fuck him. Right, but right. now I can't do that. That that robs me of one of my joys, and exactly. also robs me of you know, on his birthday posting up uh, him rapping in the Brian McKnight video. <laughs> it robs me of him and them weird pictures he took with the all white on. Like I can't do that right now. Yeah. My question is, when is it gonna be okay for me to make fun of him again? Man. I it's mean, okay. it's tragic. It's I, okay. I feel horrible, dog. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's gonna take okay. a little time. I say it's okay now. But Damn, <laughs> you gotta get heartless. You gotta, you gotta get through the funeral on Black History Month before you before, before you cross Kobe that Kobe would want us to get these memes off. <laughs> Man, I want to get these memes off because though I say that's just me and that's like I, my relationship with yeah. him. Like I see him, I'm hating on him. Period. Well, Ain't no doubt about it. And one last thing I want to say about the, that uh, that farewell game, but Kobe that I learned this week. If you watch that clip, Kobe got fouled at 58 points. He had the free throw line. He makes free throw number 59. If you watch that clip, Gordon Hayward steps into the lane to ensure and looks at the ref on the second free throw to ensure that in case he missed it, he would get another shot at 60. Mm, so I saw that. Um, I think uh, uh, I forget the guy's name that was talking about it. But he, when that came up and just to see that, that just showed the impact that Kobe had on this whole league now. And a lot of these players, you know, are impacted both emotionally, both, you know, spiritually when it comes to why they picked up the ball, why they love the game. So to see that kind of impact happen was just, you know, dope to to know that people was really, you know, rocking with that man and wanted to see him have a really good sign off. So yeah, man. Mamba out, man. We gonna miss For you, sure, bro. Sure, man. And uh, you know, also wanna send thoughts and prayers to Everybody that was on the helicopter, yeah. man. I think I think the thing that really just like tore me up was like knowing that his daughter was on there. Man, along we left with here. Of, we left here not knowing that. Yeah, exactly. Still hoping that that wasn't true. And and we was trying to do the math. You know, at that time it was five people that was that was uh have, have passed from this tragedy. So we doing the math. Like, well, the kid, he got four kids now and a wife. So it can't be all of them. Right. Got to have a pilot. You know, we try to figure out who who left or who could it be, and then praying it's not them, and then. Time we got home and the really news started breaking, you find out, man, Gigi yeah. was with them. So yeah, man, super sad. Along super with sad. two of her teammates, so thirteen year old girls. It's just yeah. it's just sad all the way around, yeah. man. Change the subject. Goodness yeah, we gotta get out of this. Yeah, yeah, man. So Dizzle, last up? week we talked about. <laughs> A fall from grace. Oh yeah, most definitely. That's a uh, you said it's a certified certified BT classic. (laughs) (laughs) So we gave our thoughts on it last week. What are your thoughts on this latest Tyler Perry? Shout out to Tyler Perry trolling us, bro. That's what it was. You think so? He gave us memes. He gave us he gave us laughter for the wrong reasons. Um, nah, this this movie was bad in in every in every way possible. Um. 
But it's a classic Tyler Perry joint, you know? He does this. This is what he does. He always has that nigga villain that niggas fall for in the beginning, and then next thing you know, this nigga's your worst enemy. Um... He gave us memes though. That's that's exactly what he <laughs> do you did. You hear for the memes? Let's see. What do you say? Ashtray, bitch. Like, <laughs> Ashtray, bitch. Like, oh my goodness, Come on man. now. He, he giving us classic joints, and we gotta appreciate it. Can I can I keep it one hundred? Please keep it do. One thousand. I tried that with the wife this week. <laughs> Ooh, just to see where her you mindset still alive. was. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> Ashtray, bitch. She looked over at me with the nigga. Like, <laughs> I'm just playing. So did she know though? She saw the movie. So it was I forced it on her because of Kev forcing it on us. <laughs> I came home just so you could hear. I came home, like turned it on Netflix, and that was you know topic number one. That's the first yeah. thing that popped up. She walks in the room like, "Are we about to watch this for real?" And I'm like, "You don't want to see this?" She's like, "Hell no!" I'm like, "Damn!" So, so, so watching I, it, I'm, I'm like, "Go ahead." No, no, I was just gonna say now. I was like, had to like almost beg her to watch it with me. She didn't want to watch it, so that turned into three days of not watching it. And then finally, it's like Thursday. I'm like, I gotta watch this gotta movie. Watch it. So I started, like, literally, I watched 30 minutes on Thursday, couldn't do it. Went back, tried to pick it up at the 30-minute <laughs> mark on Friday, and uh, I, didn't, I didn't remember none of the 30 minutes that I watched on Thursday, it. so I just rewatched the whole thing, and then she came in midway through, and she was stuck watching it with me. So, so watching it, are y'all watching for all the director mishaps, like the shawty wig getting shifted? Oh, oh my goodness. Bed drinking head, head, and then yeah. combed out. <laughs> <laughs> like, are y'all watching for that? Well, it was I definitely a couple stop being on social media for the memes. Once I saw like two of them, I was like, all right, I need to stop <laughs> because I'm really not going to watch this movie because it's going to be so bad. So then I started seeing shit throughout the whole movie. It's like, this is horrible, dog. This is horrible. This is just bad. They said they did it in what, four days five or five days? days. You, you could definitely tell. Like that yeah. shit was <laughs> threw together like a last minute ass science project. Like, come on, man. <laughs> and right before I watched that movie, like that week, I had found a YouTube video where they were talking about the Tyler Perry Studios and, and then being on a, a former military installation. Yeah. So I watched this 10-minute video. He's talking about all these movies and, and things that he shot already on this property and then turn around to watch the movie I could tell they didn't leave. They didn't leave the block. Like they Hell stayed on nah. all. It was it was a stretch of like four or five former general houses that were like military homes that you could tell they used all them joints in the movie. You could just you could yeah. just tell like he kept it all the way. We staying right here and making the movie. Oh, <laughs> Shout out to Tyler Perry though, man. Yeah. Shout out to Tyler. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, last thing before you get up out of here, man. I watched all four seasons of. Hip hop evolution. Yeah, I'm, I'm caught up to speed. It's great. Yeah. Like I said last week, I think it is mandatory viewing for anybody that wants to be in this music space, especially the hip hop space. And to be honest, I can't stop watching it, and I've already watched them all. <laughs> I, I went back to watch because I, I did kind of fall asleep on the uh, DJ Drama story. So, and that was after watching them like six straight episodes, I kind of dozed <laughs> off on that one. So I went back, watched that one yesterday just for GP. And then that one, it led down the path. I ended up watching the one with uh about Biggie and Pac again. Yes, sir. Like just all of them, and like I can't watch them enough. I can watch them ten times over. So that's like been my go-to lately when I'm tapped out on everything I want to watch is not on, and that's what I have left is Netflix. I usually turn them on and just let them ride because I, I can listen to them stories over and over and over and over. They, it was well put together, touches on pretty much hip hop circle of the last. 30, 40 years, man. It touches on a lot of important pieces of hip-hop, and it was just dope. Dizzle, have you seen it? Not heard episode. about it? 
Not, no. a, not even an episode. You gotta check them out. Got to, you. man. It's you four seasons? It? Yeah, but they're only, it's only four episodes a season. Yeah. Like, basically, season one is basically from the start of hip-hop to, like, I'm gonna say, like, 82. So it's four episodes about that. It's all about, you know, the whole... So I can skip how, that. No, 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 no. I, see, I knew so he was going to take that. it. No, definitely not. Definitely <laughs> not. This is And this is part of the culture, man. This yeah. is like the importance of it all because it tells you about how, why this is so important and how this became. Like, you know, we go to block parties now. It ain't no big thing. But like then it was huge. Yeah. Like this is the only place that you could hear this music and... Have a good time without the police harassing you until it became something more. Right. This this almost intertwines what you like about hip hop right now from the beginning because it was a lot of stories. I didn't know that this person helped this person along and this person became huge and helped this person along. And then it just kind of tells you a story and it goes, I mean, it, it gets into some little Wayne for you, it gets into some, some, some newer things for you. So I think I think it's definitely important to to start at uh, the beginning and learn some of that history. I right. I need some new shit to watch on TV, <laughs> so I, I definitely pick this up. Yeah. Fucks with it, fucks with it. Yeah. Speaking of Wayne, did anybody <sighs> listen to the Wayne album? Boo! I've, I've listened to most of it. <laughs> I've, I'm probably you know I'll probably listen to ten tracks of it. You know. Um, All right, we know he's not impressed. What do you think? Garbage. I'm an, I'm happy that it's not crazy Wayne. On an album like I, some to, to to me it's it's Little Wayne, but I feel like Little Wayne has now passed us. Like it ain't nothing wrong with it. He's flowing. What he you got, mean he passed us? Like I'm saying, like he ain't dropping enough to where people are excited enough. No, okay, gotcha. They're not excited enough when he drops something. Not they're, at all. They're they're looking for the the problem with it, or they're or they're waiting to be like ah, it's okay. When when he had a run in hip hop that. You know, you couldn't wait for Carter one, two, three, four to dedicate. You couldn't wait for none of that shit to drop. You was it was playing on every car that you rode down the street with. So I just feel like he kind of passed us in that regard, and people just aren't as charged to 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 hear it. But it's still I just was, need a hit, man. Just give me <clears throat> give some me funky beats on there. Just more. give me a couple joints, man. I don't think anything on there. I haven't listened to the full thing yet because how many tracks is it? It's like it's, it's a lot. Like yeah, it's yeah like I haven't 25. listened to the full, Yeah, I ain't got that far. I think I'm on sixteen, seventeen, and ain't one of my playback. Ain't one line. I rewinded nothing. I'm almost. I'm salty because I like Eminem shit more than Lil Wayne shit right now. <laughs> and you already know how I feel about Eminem. Yeah, we, we had that talk, didn't we? We yeah. talked about that. Yeah, so. Well. KF. Uh, <laughs> so, I got up. I saw it drop. I got the email. I got the clean version. I sent it to you and O. Yeah. And uh, I was like, all right, let me check this out throughout the day. And I'm like, eh, it's okay. It's so, not. It's, it's okay. Not. It's better than the Carter Five. That ain't saying. That's saying nothing. I'm just saying. <laughs> Carter Five was trash. Yeah. At, and you know me. I don't like to judge an album after one listen. Mm -hmm. Like I don't think that's fair. Like yeah. listen to it, listen to it again, mm -mm. then give it. A, so your first instinct is the right instinct. I ain't going to say that, but if I'm skipping through tracks, like, I can't take no more of this shit. Is that just impatience? Is that right. what it is? That's you knowing gotta... I don't like what I'm hearing, and I don't want to listen to did you have a Did you have a preconceived notion about the album right. going into it? I'd be excited. I always give artists another chance to redeem themselves. Same with Kanye. Same with Eminem. Like, I check out. I check it out because I know they're good artists. I know you have the ability to put out fire. Yeah. There's shit... 
new shit from Lil Wayne that I liked. The uh, song with Kendrick Lamar was dope. I like the, uh, I forgot the the joint I was playing on the radio from the last album, from the, uh, that throwback beat. Yeah. That shit was dope. He ain't got that right now. I just need a couple joints just to throw in the playlist, and I ain't got that. <laughs> I do appreciate kind of how Apple Music is now when you play an album, now the lyrics are floating in front yeah. of you. So that's how I was waiting for my daughter to come out of practice. I was like 30 minutes early. I'm like, perfect time to start digging through some of this. And as I'm reading the lyrics, I will say that helped me consume it better because <laughs> listening to it without reading the lyrics, I was like, kind of stalled out. Like on verse two, kind of like I knew when I heard that hook come along, I could go ahead and get moving. You know, I, I skipped along. So reading it helped me chuckle up some of the lines a little more than I would just listening. And I just feel like that's just the longevity of Wayne. I just kind of, like you say, we all want Wayne in our, in our own little way to drop, you know, a milli again or just something that just shocked the world. And well, that's not going to happen. It hasn't I, I can I can it almost guarantee that ain't going to happen. It has I mean, happened. it's as simple as this. Everybody has a run. People have runs. Mm-hmm. You had your Bad Boy era run. You had your Death Row era run. You had your Rockefeller run. Little Wayne had a run. Mm-hmm. Is it's now for somebody else to have a run? As far as not having no slappers on there, Mahogany is a slapper. The one with Big Sean is a slapper. The oh. one with uh, Takeoff is a slapper. The, the cap, I haven't, I haven't got that to ass or something. Joint. That one was good. I like that one. He got some slappers on there, man. Our first listen, I'm highly unimpressed. What <laughs> are you? What are you looking for? I'm looking for a song that I, for one, when I turn on the beat, I'm already bopping to it. It, it didn't even got to be a banger, but just a beat that I can, you know, ride to, something that's smooth, something. For two, I'm looking for something. I need to I need to get some chills. This nigga got bars, right? This nigga got bars. Give me some substance, some type of content. Oh, no, you're talking about getting high and drugs. Yeah. On every song. Every song. Okay. <laughs> every song. So if that's what he's doing. Ketchup and mayonnaise, I heard at one point. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so if that's what he's doing, give me a banger with some random bars. Mahogany, I don't think that was it. The joint he's with, spitting on Mahogany. The joint with Big Sean and Lil Baby. I think it's Lil Baby on there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm looking at the track list. I'm like, okay. I'm a, hopefully this will be the radio joint. Hopefully this will be the one that's got the right type of beat. I didn't like the hook. I'm like, bro, come on. I wanna I wanna do an experiment on Dizzles. I wanna see the power of social media and the power of radio. I know one of these songs is gonna get played heavily. Well, we've been playing playing about. The joint so, with Adam Levine, yeah, I'm expecting. Yeah, we, 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 we're we're going to see if this grows on you. See if you have a, 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 about th- two or three weeks down the road. I'm going to check in with you and see if this has grown on you in any way. I, I hope like, so. I feel like it's, there's some songs that deserve some love for sure. I'm going I'm to listen back again. I'm going to fully listen one time, and then I'm going to play it all the way back. And I'm a skip if, <laughs> if by the hook, first Just hook, ride with it. Just ride with yeah. it. Give it a shot. Give it a <laughs> shot. You like that, it, Two seconds in. No, 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 no not like, even two seconds in. I let the if it's a if it starts off with a verse, I let the full first verse go. I let the hook go. And by the second verse, if he's doing the same shit from the first verse, I'm skipping. I'm not listening to the whole song. Just, just the next time you're doing dip bar calf raises, right? Just press play. <laughs> just press play, and let it ride. Yeah. And just see how you at the gym. Don't yeah. just just put your phone away and just listen to it and let it ride while you're getting your workout on. I don't know, man. <laughs> that shit. Work out gonna be sour. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> People are gonna be seeing me making faces, stopping my workout. Like, what is this nigga talking about? What? This beat is trash. Like, you are 
arguably one of the best rappers of all time putting out this nonsense, bro. Do you think people rushed it just because of like yes. the 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 Yes, the you know my answer. Yes. Yeah. I feel like sometimes artists just you know, they they always record and stuff, and they always going like you say, no matter what the level of artistry is, they always got a whole bunch of songs that is hot to them that they just sitting on. And then they like, oh, this is a moment to put this out. Package it up. It ain't no more three weeks and we out. It's send. Yeah. It's out. So Like we talked about Stunner for Vegas, and I have vouched and said that his album was all right. His album was cool because you know what you're getting from Stunner for Vegas. You're getting dope beats, you're getting hooks, and you're getting some random bars, right? I don't know about bars. Just bro. random. Okay, some some one liners, IG uh, captions type uh, shit. <laughs> so, is that what this game has come yeah. to, Bruh, If it goes, if it's behind a catchy hook and a nice beat, that's all you really need for Stunner for Vegas. So, seeing that, like, that's the best version of Stunner for Vegas. His album, I was impressed for his standards. Now for Lil Wayne, I have I'm looking for different shit. This is the worst version of Lil Wayne we've all seen. Agree or disagree? No, that shit like five de- was... Dedication Five was garbage. <laughs> and uh, this is follow up, right? This is um, Dedication Five was what? Uh, Carter Five was garbage. Carter Five was horrible. I didn't like that shit at all. Um, I just think it's I. Right. This is right there with that. I think it's I. Right. I don't think it's like I mean you got some people. Bowing down, saying it's a classic. I'm like, no. I don't, I don't, I don't hear classic. I hear, I, you know, a couple <laughs> joints and keep it moving. But I just think is, in today's society, it's just like the accessibility, the the fact that people do have Apple Music and Spotify and streaming sites that you know you can just put out a whole bunch of music whenever the yeah. artist can because. You know, the tangible days of going to Sam Goody or wherever you buying your tape or CD are gone. Mm-hmm. Like, the effort, I don't think, is being put into it all like that because, oh, they don't like that. I just put out some more shit because I can just keep on recording and keep on pushing out albums. Back in the days, you actually had to go and put out a great product because people had to actually spend money every week or whenever they went to go get their music as opposed to paying all right, I'm going to drop 90 bucks for Apple Music for the year and yeah. I get all the music I want. It's like, right. it's, it's it's different. Yeah. It's like, I don't think the effort is being put into the music the way it once was. Absolutely. I need some good <laughs> Lil Wayne music. I'm not going to lower my standards because I know what this nigga can do. Same with Kanye, same with Eminem, same with Kendrick Lamar, same with all these artists. But you are, you a super Kendrick guy. Exactly. I'm not about to give him no pass. You ex- you liked uh to pimp a butterfly right yeah 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 I I like all his albums pimp a butterfly most definitely garbage garbage <laughs> garbage we gonna have to garbage this is gonna be another look we we already at an hour we, we you, can't, you can't do this at an hour bro <laughs> you can't make this up podcast <laughs> Cam Nash DJ Killer Cam Kendrick I still love you player. peace.